When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, a man that's been reporting on sport for a long, long while, he does it well, whether it be golf, mm. tennis, the old days in the sandful and yeah. uh, whatever... His name's Leo Schlink. We want to talk US Open, though. As I said, he knows everything about tennis, and Leo joins us now. Leo, thanks for your time. How are you going? Uh, I'm well, thanks, David. How are you? We are well. And um, I remember last time we spoke with, I think it was just after Nick Kyrgios' tantrum, and we're all bemoaning the way he goes about it on the court. But I tell you what, his last four or five months of tennis, hasn't he, not necessarily mature with his outburst, but his tennis has been way, way more consistent. You'd have to think an undeniable chance, you know, take his first major out. Yeah, he's, he's in a brilliant position right now. Um, he's still got a lot of hard work in front of him, but you're right. Um, since um, taking a break from tennis and, and uh, sorting out some personal issues, um, everything has um, aligned really well for him. And it's the, the head, the heart, and, and doing the right things in terms of uh, what he needs to do to be a, a world-class tennis player, um, competing against the very best in the world. And that involves just really simple things like getting enough sleep and, and cutting out the stuff he used to do. And he still has those flashes on court of having a crack at his own people, which I don't like. But these days, he is staying in the contest. He's being a real competitor for a lot longer. And I reckon that's got to do with his uh, move to Sydney and where he regularly plays what he calls guerrilla basketball, where he plays the blokes. And it's, I'm not sure how many rules they have, but there's a lot of sledging, and he's, it's turned him into, into a competitor. He's now much more competitive. And you can see it coming through in his tennis. And we saw it at Wimbledon when he had a crack at Pissy Pass. It wasn't great, but it's what he needed to do. Um, now he's got a huge opportunity at the US Open. Just going back a couple of months to that Wimbledon when he lost to Djokovic, on that day I thought he played super tennis and I reckon he could have beaten almost anyone else in the world bar Djokovic. He didn't play badly in his first Grand Slam performance, did he? He was, he was on top early and um, Djokovic had to play his best to beat him and I think the big lesson that Nick took out of that match, out of that tournament, the whole experience was that his best um, over two weeks is good enough. He'd always known that his best um, on a random day, you know, he, he beat Nadal the first time he played him, he beat Federer and he beat Djokovic. Um, only Leighton Hewitt has done that previously uh, amongst the Australians, but just a freakish record. But that taught him, he, if he managed himself, he could get through two weeks and go really close to the title and he almost won Wimbledon. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I mean, Nadal, Federer, obviously Djokovic. At 27, they were winning majors like you couldn't believe. I mean, and, and in fact, it looked as though they'd matured, although they'd won majors prior to that. It's almost like he's grown up, hasn't he? He's grown up in front of our very eyes. He still does the silly stuff and screams and shouts, but he, he's given a lot of credit to his, his latest partner, which I found interesting. Yeah, you're right, buddy. It's like... I, I still can't reconcile the stuff he says to them with the way that he says he actually feels about them when he's out of the heat of battle. But that's just him. He's just this, like, you know, really highly strung individual. But he has. He's, he's now finally realised at 27, this is what I've got. 
Um, and, you know, he's, he can make enormous money. I mean, the prize money is already phenomenal, but what he would generate off the court with a Grand Slam singles uh, title, and, and I'm sure he's always he's very wealthy now, but, yeah, his, his partner seems to keep him calmer. Um, and, like, he's, he's got some big issues at home to deal with, his sickness uh, with both his parents. Um, mm. He's been away on the road. He hates being on the road. Um, but it almost likes he said, OK, well, like Steve Waugh used to say when he used to go away on tour with the cricketers, um, if I'm going to be away from my family, I'm going to make it worthwhile. And I reckon with Curios, it's something similar. Yeah. Hey, Leo, just going for you personally, uh, you know, we've sp- spoken to you a lot and obviously know the Adelaide scene w- with our audience. I, I always wonder, I um, mean, you've been so involved in sport in such a long time and I remember from the Sandful days, even playing and coaching in Adelaide. But, you know, tennis, you're big into now. Golf, you've been into footy, racing. Do, do you have a real love? Do you, is there something that just burns away at you? But you still do all the rest. I, I, look, it's, it's like um, children. Which one do you love the most? And um, you know, I, I think live sport, any live sport, I really enjoy. Um, been lucky enough to um, cover Olympic games and uh, mm. cover uh, golf at, at St Andrews, and go to places like Wimbledon on a regular basis. And I, I'd have to say, probably, just a sport. The, the pure essence is combat. And I look, uh, I went back to Adelaide this year to see my my mother and my the rest of my family. Um, during the racing season break up here and um, I went and stood on the mound at Unley Oval and Sturt played port and I just got lost in it. It was just like, um, it was just fabulous just there standing there watching it. But I guess if you had to put my arm up the middle of my back, I would say tennis, uh, but it's a, it's a close front thing from all those other sports. Sure. Only you mentioned about the children, uh, Malcolm Blight said 24 houses and I asked him once, you know, have you got a favourite house? And he said straight away, they're not, they're not pets. <laughs> They're not pets, was straight away without <laughs> yeah. even thinking about it. So I never asked him that again. <laughs> well, seeing we are yeah, talking. Well, well, pets are. Sorry, you Sorry, we were going to say, yeah, pets are in a different category. <laughs> <laughs> Isla Tomlanovich. Um, uh, Ash Party goes away at, uh, you know, right at the peak of her powers. We thought it might be uh, a barren run for the women, but she's also a chance, isn't she? Her last, uh, she had a big tournament at Wimbledon, and now she's looking, you know, pretty good at the US Open. Yes, she is. She plays Andre Burr, who would probably be um, the favourite um, marginally on that side to get through. But um, huge effort. And for someone who's come back from injuries, um, super fit. And that was a major factor in her ability to beat Serena Williams. Um, you know, she came from a breakdown in the, uh, the third set to win the last six games, just did it running away. And um, she's really passionate about Australia. She um, raised in Croatia came out to Australia, uh, became part of the Australian tennis system and then had lots of setbacks. And she's just kept on going and kept on going. And here she is. She made the quarters at Wimbledon and she's in the quarters again um, at the US Open. Um, a hell of an effort. And you, know, this, you look at that side as well. Um, the winner of the uh, Tom lanavich Burr match plays Coco Golf or Caroline um, Garcia. Neither of those have won a, a major. On the other side, you've got Igor Swantek, the world number one against uh, Jess Pegula. Um, to play either um, the winner of uh, Krishka Sabalenka. Um, if, if Swantek has a, an off day and either Tom Lanovich keeps going, this is not beyond the realms of possibility that she could she could also push for the title. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to ask you this. I, I, I follow the sport, obviously, because particularly the big names. I mean, we know Djokovic not there and Nadal's out. Medvedev's been beaten. Where, where's Roger Federer at, mate? I haven't seen anything. He's made no announcement at all, has he, on his future? Yeah, I think the R word as in retirement is something he doesn't want to talk about and never has. And he's due to come back and play um, in the Labor Cup in London uh, next month. Um, 
and that would pr- presumably be in, in doubles, so later this month. Um, and um, and then he's entered to play in Basel in his hometown tournament, which he's won about 10 times. Um, he has put it out there that he wants to come back and have a really serious crack at, at Wimbledon next year, uh, by which stage he'll be almost 42. Um, and you know, Djokovic, we don't know what the situation is with you know, he, uh, his situation is, but I'd love to see Roger come back and play one more time. He's been really careful with the knee. He went back and played Wimbledon last year. He got, he got scratched by Herchash in the, I think it was the quarterfinals or the, the round of 16, and he vowed he'd never come back again unless he was completely right. Yeah. And so that, the irony was with Roger was that um, he went through basically, I don't know, the first 20-odd years of his career, um, including the latter part of juniors, without one single injury. And then he got injured um, giving one of his children a bath in Melbourne. And that was the start of his problems. And now it's gone to the other name. Wow. Hey, talking about uh, champions and the R word, retirement, Serena Williams, she's finished. You've seen her play live. And have you seen a more athletic um, player and, and powerful player than Serena in all your time watching um, you know, the women's uh, tennis, Leo? Not on the women's. She was so dominant for so long. And I mean... In terms of pure athleticism, I'd put Steffi Graf in front yeah, of her. Uh, but in terms of like um, aggression, um, like in-your-face aggression, Serena had it. It wasn't always pleasant. And um, those two, for me, Steffi winning 22 majors and retiring at the age of 30, Serena playing into her 40s and, and winning 23, huge effort. Uh, but I've, I've got, just subjectively, I've got Steffi in front of her. You wouldn't kidding. I've just written down. I was going to ask you about when you're comparing. <laughs> I actually, I actually saw Steffi live a few times Seen in her. Melbourne. Yeah, mate, she was the best looking athlete, as in perfect specimen. You know, look at everything with power, precision, and I just think from a look point of view, Serena was just tougher and more powerful. Powerful, but Steffi was the perfect athlete. When you know, close up when I saw her. Yeah, she was, and uh, she was that good athletically that she was a, a fantastic 800 meter runner, and probably could have gone down that pathway had she chosen to but um you know she speaking of power i mean it was probably a little bit underrated when you look at serena now but her forehand i used to call her um Fraulein forehand and um she you know used to give that a real crack her backhand wasn't as strong as serena's but gee she was a great player um, I, I don't know if you caught it and it's unfair to compare it's always margaret court versus serena and margaret court i don't know if you read the article had a she said she's always admired serena but she doesn't feel that serena's admired her Different eras, different times, and obviously the competition's a lot greater now with Serena with uh, all the different countries playing from when perhaps Margaret, but both champions, and uh, it's probably a bit unfair, isn't it, to, to compare, even though there's only one major between them. Yeah, that's right, and um, the argument that I never uh, can understand is the one that the Americans put up about um, that Margaret won 13 of the 24 majors, singles majors, in the amateur era, um, whether it if anyone can tell me what woman was playing professional uh, tennis back in the days when it was amateur tennis, I'll, I'll put my hand up and say yeah. I didn't know about it. But yeah. um, she was beating the same fields as a pro as she did an amateur. And the other thing that the Americans love to throw up is um, that um, the, the tyranny of distance and how hard it is to travel around the world. Well, that didn't stop Margaret going around the world and going to France and winning yeah. stopped in there and, and Wimbledon and, and the US. And also the other thing is that when she won, I think it was her first or second Australian Championship, she was only 17, she beat Maria Buano from Brazil, who at the time was world number one and a, a really great player. So this rubbish that the Americans throw up about um, Margaret being way inferior to Serena, we just never know. And I guess the, the best way to sum it up is that Rod Laver says that 
you can only ever hope to be the best of your generation. Yeah. Anything past that is just redundant. And Rocket is happy to be classed as the best of his generation, and he doesn't um, really care about the greatest ever debate. It's, it's fun to have it, but when you hear Rod Labor say that, it kind of puts it into perspective. Having said that, I would have loved to see Warnie Boulder Bradman, but if you could turn back the, the <laughs> <Yeah>. clock. <laughs> Leo, thanks for your time, mate. Always great to catch up with you. Really appreciate it. Enjoy your time over there in Hong Kong, and uh, hopefully we can see Nick Kyrgios and Isla Tomlanovic uh, progress a bit further. Let's hope so. Thanks, Leo. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.